On the 38th episode of Doubly Negative, Chris starts talking about religion and inspires the boys to start a cult, Double Nectave. Afterwards, the boys discuss addiction, therapy, eh, fuck. Well, Kyle lost his train of thought. While he's trying to find it, go download all of our episodes, subscribe and follow the podcast, leave a review, roast us, do whatever you gotta do, and check out the Patreon, which neither of us have updated in a while, but we'll be back to it, I promise. Here we go. As my first order of business and as my first disciple, you know what you gotta do. <laughs> well, goddammit, if this cult's gonna be a cult, I'm in. I gotta, I gotta bite the bullet. Say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 38 of Doubly Negative. As always, I'm Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Hi Chris, I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing alright. I figured we uh, lead with this at the top of the show. I'm an asshole. I was late. I told Kyle I'd be ready for 11. It is now noon. Hey, actually, is it 1am where you are now? That's fucking right. Since you guys don't do the daylight savings? Wow. So That is fucking right. Um, we gave Kyle a lot of shit, and he was about 10 minutes late. Not even, I don't think, when Jake recorded with us. Yep. I, um, I fucked up. Big time. So I want to apologize. Um, it's not good enough. Well, no, I know. I'm going to fly out and apologize in person this week for Thanksgiving. With your mouth on my cock? Yep, yep. Speaking of, let's get to dick check-in. No, we'll wait. We'll save those for a little bit. Um, but yes, I was late. You know what I think's happening? So we're recording on the weekends now sometimes, and I kind of lose track of the week now, because before it was like, okay, we record, and then we take, like, normally it's like five to seven days in between each time we record. So Friday night, I'm at that wedding, and it hits me like, holy shit, like, we need to record something like yesterday. Because we, <laughs> we need to give Jake some time. Mm-hmm. And here we are, Sunday, really pushing it. That's right. I don't know. Are you having like the same thing where you lose track and you go, oh shit, it's Sunday, we need to record? Because it feels like it's not that far away from the last time we recorded. So it's, it's fucking me. Well, to be completely honest with you, I view myself as the least responsible of the three of us. And I kind of just know that you guys are going to take care of it. So I kind of let it go. I'm the least responsible, but also the least encumbered by um, responsibilities. So that's, that's a fun, funny combination. But yeah, I just kind of know it's going to get done, and I wait for you guys to figure it out. Yeah, and you know, I was kind of putting heat on myself. Like, all right, so ever since we started, I've been the... Okay, well, you have a few times, but the, hey, when are we going to record? When are you ready to record? But for the most part, I'm like, hey, let's do it. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like you said, like you have less responsibilities. So you're kind of just very open and flexible to work around like my work schedule or something. So it's not you being lazy. So don't don't look at it that way. That's not how I see it. No, I don't mind either way. You're just so Bollywood. That's right. Not interesting yep. and laid back. Yep. <laughs> Super not interesting, not interested. And just, uh, you know, living life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, and I was, uh, I mean, you told me to give you shit, but I don't really care, man. I'm all good. I'm just playing Age of Empires 2, waiting, and uh, yeah, I was ready to play another game. I didn't really care. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that, because I was uh, having some serious anxiety. I was checking my, my watch. We were, I was disc golfing this morning, and I was checking my watch often, like, fuck, we, I, I gotta, we gotta get moving. No worries. So you said you had some okay. things you wanted to get into. Yeah, um... Well, before we get into those things, I just want to say 
I've been in a very like good mood. I've been a little irritable, but overall, I've been in a really good mood. And I've actually been going out and doing things rather than just staying home all the weekend, Whoa, which is something I was doing for a while. Yeah, I've been going out, disc golfing. I went and watched football somewhere last weekend, and I didn't really want to at first. I was like, ah, that means I have to leave the house. But I said, you know what? Just go. And I'm glad I did. So finally making that decision to go out and do something, even though I've talked last episode, like I'm not depressed or anything anymore. I'm in a good, uh, good headspace, but I still hadn't picked up the going out and doing things yet maybe because i was in that groove of not doing things oh i'm glad to hear it yeah i mean i even have a clean office now so we finally there was an ugly desk in here that just wasn't being used we took it apart mostly my wife she did most of the work but i helped a little bit and you know now i have like a clean office uh, i'm rip roaring and ready to go fascinating not very fascinating i can hear it in your voice <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> fast great i'm so happy to hear it um but yeah i went to a wedding on friday and it was my first time in a church in a really long time, probably since I was a kid. And holy shit, did that feel like a cult. Go on. And there's just a guy in a funny robe standing at the top with a bunch of children. Well, not a bunch, but, you know, three or four. And it, he's just saying stuff. He's telling me when to stand. He's telling me when to kneel. He's telling me when to lower my head. Telling me to shake people's hands around me, saying, peace be with you. And just reading from a book. And there's just weird paintings all over of, Jesus and whoever the hell, whoever the hell else is in that book that I didn't read, but um, it just it was really weird. I did not like being in a church. Mm, have we ever covered this topic? I think we've talked about it very like lightly, mm. but not we haven't gone in depth on it. Well, I, I don't remember. Do you have any religious background? I actually I was baptized. I made my first communion, and then I think eventually my parents stopped caring if I did it, and I was just like, okay, well, I'm not doing it. You didn't sign me up, so I'm not going. I never cared to like look into it. So you were never really a believer then? Or were you, but I, it just kind of fell off pretty easily? In When I was a kid, it was like, oh, my parents said this was right, so that's right. Must be real. Mm -hmm. So I believe it. And then, I've, I mean, I've had anxiety for most of my life. And I feel like as a kid, one thing that was always in my head is like, oh, I'm so afraid to die. And then thinking like, oh, well, there's heaven. So I would always like go to that, like, oh, it's real. But I was never like a go to church every Sunday type deal. So how did that belief fall off then? I think as I got older, I was just like, eh, I don't know. This story sounds kind of fishy. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm buying it. <laughs> I don't know. So, I just like got older and eventually it was like, no, I don't. That's not for me. So common sense, basically. Your words, not mine. <laughs> yeah. But yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to get a, we might get a few people angry at us, but that's okay. We're right. here to get contentious today. Maybe. I think it was easy for me to not... Well, I, I think the vast majority of people's beliefs comes from what comes before them, right? So it's, it's basically what your parents yeah. were doing. And then a lot of people, more and more of these generations, it's, it's not really adding up and there's the internet and everything. So less and less people believe. But for me personally, my, my parents never forced it on me. Uh, I actually requested that we go to church a couple times because I read this um, religious fiction series called Left Behind. Yep. And uh, I, I was really into those books and I, I thought I'd give it a shot. And yeah, I think no. It just, yeah, it, it didn't make any sense and it was never forced on me. So it was pretty easy to just make my own way spiritually. Yeah. And that's the, the thing too. It wasn't forced on me at any point, really. I mean, obviously like, hey, we, we signed you up for First Communion. I was young. I just did what my parents told me to do. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. 
But I mean, as I got older, they were like, yeah, I mean, whatever, up to you. And you're right when you say it just comes from like what happened before you. So you say, oh, my parents, my grandfather, uh, whatever, you go down the whole family tree. But a lot of it has to do with what region you live in, too. You know, and that's one thing. I think that was the first thing that made me think like, oh, I don't if all these people so devoutly believe in their religion, what, what makes mine the true one and theirs not? And nobody has a good answer for that either and i i actually met this like really legitimately christian guy uh last year and i hung out with him a couple times and he was a smart guy too so it kind of like infuriated me because i i had had these types of discussions like a long time ago but i kind of stopped caring but here was this guy and he's smart and he's into it and he was open so i just asked him some questions i'm like so what about people who have never heard of christianity are they going to hell and he's like yeah and I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah it that's sucks. just it. It sucks. It sucks, but that's how it is. So, like, that is ridiculous to me. And then there's the other people that kind of just make up their own rules. So, that they say they're believer in Christianity, Islam, whatever. But they have their own rules that kind of, like, that. that's how they get around those contradictions. So, those people might say, well, no, they just have to be a good person. No, that's not what your book says. Okay, your book says they're going to hell. Right. So, yeah, eh, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and, and I think that that's my biggest gripe these days is the people that make up their own rules and they say they're still religious. It's like, I don't know, believe whatever you want to believe. Uh, and as long as you don't push on anybody, no problem. But if you're not following it, you're not really, you know, you're just not really doing it. Yeah. And I think one of the most common themes is like, I mean, I think this is from a Childish Gambino song. He says, he calls someone an airport atheist, someone that only prays when there's turbulence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I need an answer. I don't have an answer. I really need to get out of this and I can't get out of it. So you please help me. Well, yeah, there's that old saying too, like, there's no atheists in foxholes. So that's that's a war thing. And that's the, that's the same idea. It's like, if you're, if you really think you're about to die, then maybe you're going to pray to God. And maybe I would too. I'm a coward. But, um, oh, yeah. But I don't. There are sometimes, there are points you get where you're like, I have no other answers but to ask someone for help. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not even like, doesn't necessarily have to be a God. You know, there are some people that don't believe in any God, but they believe in karma, right? Like good karma, like maybe it's going to come back around. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody has their own beliefs or not. And, I, I respect the people that even if they believe in something that doesn't make sense, they kind of admit that it doesn't make sense and they say it's what I believe in anyway. And you can't really argue with that. It's like, okay, right, whatever. I yeah, because at that point, like you're uh, you're acknowledging that it doesn't make much sense, but you believe it and you understand when other people don't believe it. So you're not going to come at them for any reason. Yeah, but that said... Relaxed religious people. That said, if your beliefs involve that cultish type of stuff like you're talking about like guys in robes and kids on their knees and dicks out and stuff we know like where that, that goes yeah, yeah like, <laughs> we've heard that story too many times uh yeah i, I don't know it, <laughs> i guess i guess my beliefs are pretty um my opinions are pretty clear on the matter it's just like oh, come on what are you doing yeah there was a, a movie on netflix that was actually pretty good and it's about the, I think it's the Catholic Church in Boston and that whole scandal where they're like just abusing kids and moving people around to different churches rather than like 
punishing them at all. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's about the reporters and they're doing the whole story. Right, that was really good. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo was in it. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, that was really good. I almost, I almost said Russell Crowe at one point. I'm glad I held off. Mark Russell. He Crow. might have been in it too, though. But yeah, Mark, Mark Russell Crowe is in it. I, I think Russell that's like Crow, a wicked Steve Brule line. I think you're right. I think, I think they were both in it. Okay, so I'm not that far off. Let's see. So, starring Mark Russell Crowe. <laughs> that's how they should have built it. Was it Collateral? Maybe it was Collateral. No, wait, no. I think we're mixing up our Russell Crowe movies. Maybe Russell Crowe wasn't in it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it was a really good movie, and I remember watching like, wow, that's so fucked up. They were just moving kids around like, eh, well, or moving priests around. You touched a kid, I guess you're going to go down uh, South Mass now. You're going you're gonna to just avoid this neighborhood for a while. Yeah, yeah. So that, that whole thing is pretty well known now, but for anyone who's not aware, that, that is what was happening. So the, the Catholic Church was totally protecting uh, people that were accused. So, so, so kids would tell their parents and then tell the church, like, hey, the, the priest molested me. And they would, they would not do anything about it. They would not, like, tell the authorities. They would just move the guy to a different church. And that went on for a long time. The movie was called Spotlight. Spotlight, yes. And they were just repeat offenders, too. All of them. They would just keep doing it and getting moved and transferred. Yeah, in the in the movie, I guess it's based on the true story about how they actually figured it out. But they were just looking at the logs of where the priests worked, and then they were getting all these um, reports from different people. They said, "Yeah, this guy molested me," and then they looked it up and they saw where the guy went, and they went to those people. Like, yeah, he molested me too. It's like, wow. So is yeah. is that okay? Uh... And what year was this too? When all this happened, do you know? Because if you think about it, I know in the movie they touched on it a bit, but there must have been a lot of pressure from people to not report it because of how like intertwined the church is in the community. Yeah, that was the whole thing too. And they they talked in the movie they talked to a lot of people and like nobody wanted to admit it because they they, they thought, well, this guy this guy is God's right hand man. So obviously I must be the one that's fucked up or something. Yeah. It looks like it was in the it started to come into public attention during the late 1980s, and then in the 90s, it started to get significant media and public attention. And I don't, what does that do for people that believe in something so strongly, and then the person you supposedly, like you probably trust them the most, right? A priest, man of God, one of his right-hand men? You should. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And he's just going around touching your kids and scarring people for life. How do you trust anyone again after that? If you're a kid that's in that situation, how do you trust anyone ever again? Pretty awful. I think that's all yeah. you can say about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But overall, wedding was great. Not doing church ceremonies anymore. I'll tell you that. Yeah. The priest was like, all right, look around, offer everyone peace. I just stone faced, looked straight ahead and didn't shake anyone's hand. I didn't know what to do. Well, you should have just offered peace. I mean, that's... That doesn't seem too crazy. It wasn't me like making a stand. It was just me like, I don't know anyone around me and I'm not, I, I'm just going to look straight ahead. I don't know. I don't. And luckily for me, I wasn't like in the middle of a big group. I was kind of off to the side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I didn't really know anyone at the wedding. No, so, I, I know what you're talking about. That is an awkward moment when you're forced to interact with these people around you that you haven't been interacting with at all. Yeah. So I just, uh, stone faced it, look straight, but I don't know. It's very cult like and, that's what inspired my Instagram. I was pre I got pretty drunk. Obviously, I was at a wedding where I didn't know anybody. So I decided I was going to post on Instagram. I'm going to start a cult. I did get a few uh, 
messages. So I think we could get going on this if you want to be like a co-leader of this cult with me. I'm down. So we got to spice up the name because it can't just be like the cult of doubly negative. It could be Duble Nictave, you think? It sounds kind of uh, Latin. That sounds great already. I'm Yeah, I'm in. I don't think that was on the spot because it wasn't. I thought about that already. <laughs> You've Duble actually been Nictave. workshopping your cult. Yeah. Um, do you want to have a uniform? Whatever makes it easiest to molest our parishioners. Well, no, 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 no. It's We're not doing any of that in this cult. We're already... Dude, we're not following these other point of cults and these types of organizations is molestation. If if we're not doing that, then I don't know what we're doing. I'm trying to get a tax break. Eh. Actually, they don't got to pay taxes. That reminds me, there was another. um, I think it was also a documentary. uh, I believe it was called Holy Hell. You ever see that one? No. Um, This was a a cult, like like not not religiously affiliated. And some guy, I believe it was in Austin, Texas. He got all these followers, and they were doing these amazing things out in nature, living living their truth and whatever. And, and, the, and the truth uh, that eventually came out was the same thing. The guy was just molesting all the guys. Uh, it was just a it was just a guy, and all the all the young male believers, he would just have them suck his dick. So yeah, it, it's about molestation, and I'm in. Well, that's not why I wanted to start the cult. I don't understand. And you, before. Before you said all of that, I was thinking Kyle would be a cult, good cult leader. So maybe I should even play second fiddle here. He's got long, luscious blonde hair. Oh. Very free spirit. You left America to go live your truth in Bali. Oh. Not interesting at all, but you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're very spiritual. You know, you've gone to meditate with monks. You have more experience, right? More experience that someone like me, average dude from Rhode Island that does what everyone else does, works a nine-to-five job. Why is anyone going to follow me? Why not follow someone who's gone out and tried to find their truth? So I think you can be the leader. Well, Chris, I humbly accept. Um, I don't know. No, wait, 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 wait a minute. I just gave the, the person the lead that suggested molestation as his first order of business. As my first order of business and as my first disciple, you know what you got to do. <laughs> well... God damn it! If this cult's gonna be a cult, I'm in. I gotta, I gotta bite the bullet. It's not gonna suck itself, Chris. <laughs> it's not gonna suck itself. So yeah, so join us, Dubli Nictave, led by Kyle. We're also gonna come out with NFTs and our own cryptocurrencies. So if we're gonna run a scam, we're gonna do it right. So well, goddamn! I, I thought there was nothing that could bring me back to the states, but uh, this is worth it. I'll go anywhere for this. Yeah, but we gotta move somewhere like Montana. I feel. Wyoming. Mm, away from social norms and conventions and authorities that yeah. can intervene in my activities. Yeah, because no one's going to come to Coventry, Rhode Island for a cult. Well, you got to pick up believers anywhere you can get them, Chris. So one way we could go about this is whatever area we move to, not like come out with a political affiliation, but kind of like hint towards it, right? So we don't alienate one of the other sides, but we'll toss out little hints that make people think we lean a certain way, and I think we can attract more people that way as well. Oh, uh, no, you're, you're <clears throat> sorry, you're on the wrong track now. See, the whole thing is you have to get the most lost people that will listen to anything you say. So these are people that don't really believe that strongly in anything. So so you're actually targeting people that are very gullible and, and they're, yeah, they're lost, and, and we are the answer. Okay. So what group do you think we should 
target if you were to think? Uh, you just walk around, you find them. You know, the 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 girl or the boy who's who's looking, and, and their eyes are kind of weary and confused. They look like they're they they have questions. Yeah, and they have nice luscious lips, and those are the people you target. <laughs> yeah, I I can't stand you. The luscious lips line you just snuck in there. What did it, no, I didn't say that. I said they're looking for answers, and they're nice people, and, and they have strong knees, uh, and they're, um, yeah, I got nothing. Soft features. <laughs> Soft features. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very obvious Kyle's going to mess with his Tinder filters mm-hmm. and try to recruit on there. Well, Do you think Tika would want to be involved? She, you guys can be like the... Yeah. She's been a member for a little while already, if you go by my definition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's actually been putting in the work to top the ranks already. She's one of the founding members. Yeah, I'd say so. We should get off this topic before I get into some real trouble. Yes. Would you like to say something before we get off this topic? Like a sorry, just kidding, jokes? Absolutely not. I'd like to say if you're interested, we can message us. Um, but before we have our beliefs more solidified, um, I think that's enough for now. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll draft something up. Yeah, please. All right. So I had mentioned cryptocurrency in there. Is there anyone more annoying that's super into crypto and NFTs? Do you have to deal with that a lot in Bali? Because I'm ready to leave. Yeah, um, pretty much any white guy over here is super into crypto. That seems about right. That does. And I'm a little bit into it but not to the point where i want to talk to anyone about it because pretty much nobody knows what they're talking about even the people that know what they're talking about nobody knows what's going to happen and it's just yeah it's it's not my area where i want to talk about it so i i agree it's pretty annoying i hate it and there's this guy on my instagram who posts stories about it all the time i had to mute them i can't i would get uh actually aggravated it's a little bit of a cult in itself that's a cult yes That's why I'm saying with our cult, if we also have a cryptocurrency, one, we're going to make money hand over fist by shorting it and, you know, pumping it and manipulating it. So that's where all the funds come from. We're not the cult that's asking for donations, right? You're just required to have one Niktave coin. Yep. That makes sense. If you want your foot in the door. That makes sense. We wait till it's, we we wait till it moons and then we dump it. Mm -hmm. Pump Mm -hmm. and dump. And then exactly, exactly, exactly. So we don't need donations. You don't have to worry about us being pushy for donations, right? You just, you get one coin and it's going to grow in value. So we're trying to make everybody money here. Yeah, we're helping you. We're It's not a donation. It's yeah. an investment. Yeah, exactly. And if you get other people to sign up, you get another half of a Niktave coin. So you'll have people in your downstream. Mm. And the more they buy, the better for you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, one of the best ways to make these attractive, and, and they're, they're really doing this too, and it is it is attractive in a way, but it's also kind of bullshit. It's like you you make it um, earn rewards so that there's some coins you you hold and every month you get a little dividend or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I have some like that actually, and that's cool. But there's some that try to get people with only that premise. It's like the coin has no real value, but they tell you, oh, you're gonna make some every month. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. So we're gonna do that too. Yeah, and I bet you're wondering. I mean, these guys are coming up with all of these ideas. They must be taking something. The answer is yes. We're taking brain power from com. If you go to the webpage and type in doubly at checkout, you'll receive twenty percent off. Dirty. I just wanted to give. I just wanted to give Jake something to bleep out. I wanted to give him something to bleep out. 
Well done. It's my little note to Jake. So yeah. we're still bleeping them uh, out? I, I don't know. He won't, Yeah, I guess so. Because uh, okay. I guess it doesn't look good because we kind of were like, yeah, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> kind of ripping them. But I don't know it doesn't work. I'm just 99.9 percent sure it doesn't work. But I don't know. Yeah, Kyle has plenty of clinical studies that say the opposite. Exactly. But the reason why we bleep it out is because you know won't look good for future advertisers if we're just ripping products. Or it might, you know, who knows? But I figured that was a good time to slip it in. I liked it. Good. So we can get off the topic of church and crypto. That those are my biggest gripes. I had some other stuff happen to me over the week, and I don't remember what it was but i had some interesting topics mm. oh and you know what else i forgot to add the whole conversation that we had prior to this where we were talking about me being late and being an asshole i have a tendency to over promise which leads me to under deliver and i need to stop doing that yeah that's backwards so yeah in my head i was like i fucked up i didn't schedule a time with kyle to do this so then we coordinated a time but we were both mistaken i was like all right so we'll do morning for me night for you and you're like cool see you tomorrow night for me morning for you and we just didn't acknowledge it because we both just read it wrong so i in my head was like oh i I fucked up again i'm 11 o'clock the latest that's when i'm gonna be there and i grossly underestimated the time it was gonna take for me to drive home how long the round was gonna take so i need to focus on under promising so when I come through, I look like the fucking man, you know, mm. rather than looking like the schlub I am now. Why do you think you have that tendency to overpromise? Me, I don't know. Maybe it's a cry for help. I want people to like me, Kyle. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, maybe. I used to do that a lot in a couple of freelancing jobs I had, and I realized it was all in my own head, but I always had this idea that I wasn't doing it fast enough, that they needed it. And that if I said it was going to be done as soon as possible, they would, yeah, they would be happy, right? And I ended up realizing yeah. they didn't really care. Like, it, as long as it was in a reasonable time frame, it didn't really matter. So I was fucking myself over the same thing you're doing. But it was, it was all about, like, I had this fear that they were mad at me or that they thought I sucked. So that was why I was like, no, it'll be done really soon. And I would stress myself out. Um, in the same way. So yeah, it's that, that's not helping anybody. It's not helping you. It's not helping the people you're promising. No. And I feel like maybe it has something to do with my barometer of what it takes to please somebody Yeah, or make someone happy. Like as far as like meeting deadlines or, you know, what time can you be there? Something as simple as that. I need to find the sweet spot. And it's like you said, in like a like work environment, you feel the need that you have to overachieve because you want to keep your job, you know? So there's outside pressure. So you got to not give into that pressure, I guess, which is something I do all the time. It's just like, oh, I need to be here for this. And then I'm not there at that time or I finished whatever I was doing a little later. It's not a good thing. Yeah, I think it. you, you could also, so you could come at it that way in terms of improving it. So you could come at it that way. And you could also come at it from the angle of gaining a greater awareness of your own abilities and your own tendencies. So like, for example, for me, if I had a five page article, I know it's possible for me to finish it in a few hours. So uh, when I was younger, I would say, oh, I'll have it done in a few hours. So it's possible for me to do it, but it's not probable. So yeah. you gotta you got to learn over time what you're actually capable of and what you're, what you're usually going to do and then... And then yeah, yeah, give your build build in a margin of error, and I guess that's what you're talking about with under promising and over delivering. So, 
you yeah, you figure out what's likely and then give yourself a little breathing room and and it is it, it is about valuing yourself and knowing because because the thing is if you're if you're coming at it from the angle of saying if I don't do it by this time they're not going to like me that means you don't really think you have worth. And if you actually did realize your own worth, you would say, well, I can take a little bit more time. It's okay because my work is good or, or whatever it is. I'm worth the wait, so to speak. Yeah. In my head driving home, I was like, Kyle is so pissed at me, especially because it's two fuck-ups in a row. This is not good. But the truth was, nope. You didn't give a shit. Nope. I was waiting for you to tear me a new one when I got on. I don't actually think you're going to do that, but bust my balls a bit. You were just like, nah, I'm playing a game. It's cool. Well, I will be tearing you a new one, but that's part of our religion, not part of uh, being angry It's not a religion, Kyle. It's a cult. It's it's, uh, tomato, tomato, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter because, you know, you're getting what you want in the end. Which is your new one. Mm -hmm. That you're going to tear. I mean, I guess, what a better transition. Dick check-in time. We didn't get to do one last week, and we haven't done one. Sorry, Justin. I know you you probably are happy when you end episodes and there's no check-in, but just so you know, I'm thinking of you. Yeah, me too. Kyle, how's your dick? Well, I've just been jerking off um, a little bit more lately. Uh, I guess I had an increase in in libido the last couple days. I jerked off twice today and twice yesterday, which is uh, quite a bit more than I was before. Uh, That's uh, You're always so open about it, and... uh, you don't tiptoe like I do. You don't make stupid analogies or what else am I going to say? For it. <laughs> I don't know. No, I know that's a good point. Um, so last time we spoke, or two times ago, you had mentioned something about uh, the kratom affecting your ability to, uh, you know, finish uh, the job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Are you still taking it? Yeah, less though. Um, I still take it daily, but, um, for, for a couple weeks there, I was taking it like two or three times a day. And I think that uh, I mentioned that it was like a timing thing. Maybe like, maybe it, it would affect me with being able to finish, uh, so to speak within a few hours of taking it. But I guess the, the timings that I've been taking, it haven't really been lining up with my, uh, self love sessions. So Okay. Uh, I haven't been experiencing that. So I have a question for you. So you're taking less. Are you feeling any effects from taking less than when you were before? No. Almost like withdrawals? No. And I, I was pretty happy when I realized that. Like, I, I mean, I still am taking it daily and I'm a little bit worried. Like if I don't take it, would I would I suffer withdrawals? But I don't think so. It seems to be kind of like coffee for me in the way that I take it regularly. But I never had withdrawals with coffee and I'm... I, I don't know. I'm, I, I hope it's like that. Yeah, but you can form somewhat. It's not addictive, I don't think, right? I think it. Def- yeah, I think it absolutely can be. Uh, I think a lot of people have addiction problems with it. Well, I think anyone can get addicted to anything. People are like, oh, well, marijuana is not addictive. You can certainly get a mental addiction to something. No, but, just by but forming this one that is, habit in your own brain. But th- this one's like a real addictive one. Oh. Yeah. There's. That um, doesn't worry you. No, not really. I, I guess it, I guess I had the idea in my head like I would just kind of monitor myself and kind of realize if it was a problem or not. And I guess it still could be because, like I said, I'm taking it daily. But um, there, there, yeah. there's a subreddit for it, and there's a lot of people that say like, "How do I get off of it?" And yeah, so it, it definitely is like that, or it can be. Yeah, and you know, I was gonna mention like, oh, does that not worry you at all? Like, I mean. Is this? But I made the same mental choice with like nicotine. I knew that it was addictive when I started dipping. Right. 
I don't dip anymore. I just use the nicotine salts. But I made that conscious choice to do it, even though I knew it's addictive. Yeah. So I can't really get on you for that because people make these choices all the time. It's not good to drink, but people drink. You know, it's not good for you. Absolutely. And what yeah. makes Kratom any different than nicotine or, you know, booze? Because even booze is far worse for you than Kratom, at least I think. Yeah, definitely. But I, I guess it just yeah. comes down to, so, so whatever whatever we're talking about, nicotine or, or Kratom or alcohol or whatever, I think it's only a problem when the person has identified it as a problem and decided they want to quit. Or if it's like really ruining their life, but they won't even identify it as a problem, but... But, but whatever you're doing, even if you're addicted, if you're fine with it, then whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not necessarily a bad thing to be addicted to if you're using it correctly. But there's such a stigma around people using things that makes them think, that's bad, you're bad, like you're going to die. Yeah. For being dramatic. Yeah, I think... But like, Kratom, it's not something... It makes you feel better, right? It's a tool you're using to feel better. It's almost like, um, like an antidepressant. What makes it any different? Right. Those can be addictive as well. Right, yeah, and I, I think people are realizing more and more nowadays that kind of, kind of like what you were saying. There's a wide range of things you can be addicted to, not even just substances, but obviously phone usage or the internet or 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 whatever. So a lot of people that look down on someone for being addicted to something, they're probably addicted to something else too. I, I think damn near everybody is addicted to something. Yeah, exactly, and it doesn't make your addiction better if it's not in the form of a substance. If you're still addicted to something, you still rely on something. So what's the difference? Especially in our cases where no one's getting hurt, you know? It could kind of be compared to the religion talk we were having earlier. It's like, if what you're doing isn't infringing on me and you're not trying to get me to do it, then have fun, man. I don't care. Yeah, have at it. And in a, um, in a way, you could say uh, addictions are are realer in some religious sense than religion. Like, let's say you're uh, like a fairly devout Catholic, but you break a lot of the commandments and you don't go to church every week. But you're an alcoholic. Well, which God do you pray to more often? The Christian God or the alcohol God? Because you're making a lot of, uh, how do you say, I, I don't know, but you, you get my point, right? You're worshipping it on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. I never really thought of it like that. Well, I am pretty profound sometimes. You are very profound. Mm. Have you ever looked into microdosing shrooms? Uh, I would love to, actually. If I had, if I had consistent access to it, I would. Um, Steve was doing that for a while. And is this, was this when you were living with him? No, afterwards, um, even as recently as a year or so, but I think he just had some amount and he was doing a little bit every day and he said he really liked it. I don't know if he's still doing it, but yeah, he was enjoying it. Well, that would be awesome if he could come on and talk about it a little bit. I think that would be a very interesting episode and something I would like to learn a little bit more about because, you know, it seems like everyone that does it swears by it. Yeah. You know somebody that does it? Um, there was one kid at a gym I used to go to that would swear by it. Um, I didn't really talk to him too much about it, but he was constantly doing it. Well, obviously, that's what microdosing is. But he was um, he was a hardworking dude. He was jacked. Like he was always happy. It seemed so. I don't know. Do you have access? I'm sure I could get it. Yeah, I got a, I got a few people I could call. Hey, try it out, man. Because um, yeah, and just to bring people up to speed, if they're if they're not aware, it's like 
if you take a, a bigger dose of mushrooms, like let's say two, three, four grams, or even more, then you're gonna you're gonna have a trip, right? You're gonna not necessarily hallucinate, but you're gonna experience altered time, and you're gonna yeah, you're just gonna have a trip. But if you take a very small amount, and I think people were doing like 0.1 gram or 0.2 grams, or or maybe even less, I don't know. It has different effects. You don't really experience any of the um, I don't know, physical reality distortions. Uh, you, you, you have, your, your perceptions are all intact, but it gives some other effects. And some people say it enhances their mood, uh, enhances creativity, things like that. Yeah, um, I heard someone describe it as like your brain is a mountain, right? And it's covered in snow. And, you know, you're skiing down that mountain all the time and you're creating these creases that just get deeper and deeper, you know, as days go on. But when you you start doing the micro dosing it's like you're putting a fresh powder of snow huh. over those creases that's uh, an interesting way to describe it. it makes sense to me yeah like it makes the most sense and i'm interested to give it a shot i don't know if i have not necessarily the balls to do it but i don't i don't know it's something i have to look into more i don't know enough about it to just jump head first well have you done mushrooms in any sense no I had plans to, but they fell through. And um, the thing that worries me is you hear a lot about bad trips and um, like, oh, make sure you're in the right headspace. And in my head, I'm like, am I am I in the right headspace? Like, what is the right headspace? I don't know what the right headspace is. Well, it's pretty simple. Um, and, and that is good advice, too. They, they say whenever you're going to do any <clears throat> like psychoactive drugs and weed could even fall into that. But um what you want is good. Yeah, I guess. What you want is good set and setting, and that means mindset and uh, physical setting. So, the physical setting thing is you want to be in a in a comfortable, safe place that feels good um, around people you trust or by yourself, whatever. And the mindset part is uh, arguably more, even more important because these things do tend to accentuate whatever you're feeling. So, if you're feeling very bad, if you're really depressed that is conducive to bad trips. So that's why you want to be feeling decent. Like you said, you're feeling decent now, so you're probably in a good mindset for it. And that matters a lot more when you're doing bigger doses. So I would say if you're just going to do a very small amount, like you might not even notice it, dude. Like if you did a really small amount, and that's what I would say. I would say just do, if you're if you're worried about it, just do a very tiny amount. And I think you'd be totally fine. Yeah, and especially since the reason why I want to do it is to do the macro dosing. Microdosing, whoops, I think microdosing is a podcast. Yeah, so whatever. But microdosing, I don't need to do a lot. I take a little, won't feel anything, just I'll get more comfortable with it and I'll, you know, work my way up to, you know, having one of those fun ones. Yeah, and that's uh, kind of what I ended up doing with the, with the LSD a few weeks ago. Um, we, just, yeah. we just didn't have a lot. And it wasn't microdosing, but it was like a small dose and... I was uh, I had never done LSD before, so I was a little bit worried. Um, but in a low dose, it was very mild and very pleasant. Uh, yeah, you, like you work your way up. That's what some people don't understand. You know, you don't need to go all out the first time. Do little baby doses until you're comfortable. Work your way up. Build up a little bit of a tolerance. Yeah. Don't go out and do something stupid and hurt yourself. Yeah, if you go right in and, uh, and do the big one, hoo, 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 you're in for a time. That is... Yeah, no one likes to show off. Have you you have you ever had any sort of trip like that? Um, I think I mentioned it when we talked oh, you about did your uh, trip. 
No, no, no. I never did that either. Either. Uh, what did you do? So I did Molly, but I think there was acid in it. This was a really long time ago, and I had like slight hallucinations. I didn't know that at the time either. <laughs> that there, that I had that in it. Uh, hallucinations of what? Uh, I saw my dog. Like lights, lights were cooler. Mm. But I don't know if that had to do with the MDMA or what. Because yeah. lights are way, everything's way cooler on MDMA. Yeah, well, these things are very interesting, and I advocate drugs to the full extent. Safely, and if you know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, find a friend who knows what they're doing that you trust. Yeah, and uh, speaking of drugs and all that, um, I drank fairly heavily uh, two nights, uh, Thursday and Friday night, and I, yeah. I really don't advocate alcohol that much. No. It's literally poison. You just feel awful the next day. Yeah. I mean, I do it sometimes and I'll do it again a lot more times in my life. And it is fun, but the the, the, the reward the, the reward to uh, detriment is it's, it's not good. It's, it's really one of the <clears throat> it's one of the worst drugs for sure. I mean, it's awesome in the moment, but the, the after effects are just. Ugh. And I feel like of all. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I was going to say that takes me out of like my most natural mindset, like my neutral mindset. Mm. If I'm going to take anything that alters it, I think alcohol may be the one that distorts it the most. That being said, I haven't really experimented with a lot. So yeah, yeah well, it definitely most people know what alcohol does. So going through that, but yeah, the after effects, man, I, I, I have to remind myself these days because I, I get like, the physical stuff is there, but then I, I, the depression is just way worse, especially if I'm feeling depressed in general. Like, I haven't been feeling that great. Like, not super bad, but just eh. And uh, yeah. doing it a couple nights in a row, like, yesterday was real bad, man. And I had to remind myself, I'm like, this is because of alcohol. Like, yeah, you hate life right now, but a big portion of it is just hangover. Just wait. And sure enough, today, you know, I'm not, I'm not peachy. But it's not as bad as yesterday was because, oh, man, I was dark yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know if this this may be a common symptom, but with my anxiety, it also heightens it a lot the next day. That is a common symptom. Okay. I wasn't sure if it kind of just plays towards like for you, you said it makes you way more depressed the next day. For me, it made me more ang like anxious. I didn't know if it played towards what you usually are dealing with or if anxiety is for anyone regardless of people with or without i don't know but i had that um i had that in college when, when we were drinking a lot like very regularly like almost every day i would have like uh really fast heart rate sometimes the next day like, what is this what what is that and I'm just worried about everything and that was for sure anxiety and it was definitely largely caused by hangover yeah, and it's not something you can just snap yourself out of. Even if you're aware that's why you're anxious, it doesn't help. Exactly. And that's what I was dealing with yesterday. I knew my mood was uh, in large part due to the hangover, but there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to wait. Yeah, and that's a good thing to remember to keep you from drinking more. Like, I don't want to do that again. It wasn't worth it. Yes, I had a fun night, but... Well, ironically, one thing I just remembered is... Um, so I woke up and I was supposed to go to this, uh, I, I was supposed to drink again <laughs> because I was going to go to that running thing, um, uh, because, uh, Friday night it was the party for that running group 
Um, so it was it was a really cool party actually. I paid uh, like eighteen bucks for the entrance fee, and it was free booze, free food, and it was like really cool rooftop bar. Um, and then the next day we're, they were going to run again, and I woke up and I just texted my friends. I'm like, I'm not, I can't do it. And uh, he sent me a picture of him drinking a beer, and he said, "Come on, hair of the dog, let's go." And that is one way a lot of people used to get out of hangovers. You just start drinking again. Um, I've never yeah. been someone to do that, but a lot of people swear by it. But that's kind of funny, huh? Yeah, it's like it's because your body is literally having withdrawals the next day. Right. That's why. Like people have died from alcohol withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's I'm true. pretty sure Amy Winehouse did. I could be speaking out of turn, but I'm almost positive she died from alcohol withdrawal because she decided to get sober. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Google it. I will. I'm a little far away from my laptop. Uh, not my laptop, my keyboard right now because uh, doing the whole new mic stand thing so the episodes sound better. Well, the first result says the inquest into the inquest. Interesting word. Uh, confirmed that she died of alcohol poisoning after binge drinking following a period of abstinence. So it sounds like she tried to get clean and then she went really hard and died uh, from drinking too much. So I think you were out of Well, yeah. Well, sorry, everyone. Mm-hmm. Won't be the last time. You know what? I think I, I think I heard that on Rogan. So anyone who hates him can just blame him. Uh, he does that a lot. Not too. my fault. I think podcasting, I like accountability. Uh, podcasting and just speaking about things you don't really understand, or they go hand in hand. Yeah, I, that, I, we've done that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. We don't even know how much. Yeah, and Four the points. other thing is, who gives a fuck, you know? In your regular conversations, you don't always have everything correct. We just happen to record some of our conversations where we figure it out as we go, okay? Well, to play devil's so I advocate, speak, I think we do have some burden of... At least trying to be right sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> this is this is how the spread of misinformation happens. That would be an interesting podcast, just a misinformation podcast. We just um... yeah, well, just facts that sound like they could be true. Ooh, this could be a fun game. So we we will talk about certain things. We'll throw in some real stuff, but throw in plenty of fake stuff as well. Uh, well, we were trying to do that for a little while, right? With the onion or not, onion or not. Yeah, but if we did like a whole podcast where we just had a conversation and threw in fake facts, because th- that game was a little different because we were, you know, reading an article and you had to guess whether it was real or not. Uh, but I'm saying I kind of like it. We have people. The Onion article or I was just throwing out fake stuff. Oh, what you're saying. Fake. Yeah, it's like um, we purposely say one like one obvious fact, like like a real like the like the Amy Winehouse thing, for example, on purpose that's wrong and then our listeners have to uh message us and 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 catch us and if they do we give them something maybe yeah call us out all right so we'll start doing that maybe once an episode we can sneak in a little fact that's not real well you already did it i just caught you on it so i gotta stop doing that yeah no more catching me on fake facts just go with it okay so you let's practice what do you know give it give us a fake fact oh i'm putting you on the spot here kind of practicing um well, did you know Amy Winehouse's last name actually wasn't Winehouse? It was uh, Doghouse, and she changed it. See, that's believable. Yeah, I like that's that. Not believable. Her last name's Doghouse. I think no, 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 no. Listen, it, no. Here's why it's kind of believable. If you had just made it a more realistic last name, right, right. Because <laughs> that's one of those things where singers and artists and actors and stuff change their name all the time. True. 
like oh did you know this was his real name so if you had come up with like a like a good name like oh it's uh amy mcavoy i like amy doghouse yeah doghouse is a lot better I, why did you go to dog why didn't you go to like beer house i don't know you just said doghouse is funnier <laughs> oh my god all right so we've been going for almost an hour now do you have anything else you want to cover uh i got a little something oh let's go over it let's hear it well i'm gonna go to jakarta on a friday mm-hmm. and this type of thing I've been realizing more and more about myself. It's um, so having something in the future that I feel I need to be ready for um, is kind of a double-edged sword for me. I, I don't know if I'm using that phrase correctly, but it's good for me because it motivates me. Like, like okay, so when I'm when I'm talking about this, I mean, I'm going to Jakarta. I'm seeing my girlfriend for the first time in a while. I want to look my best. I want to feel my best, right? And yeah. these are pressures that I put on myself. Nobody really cares, but I, I do. Right? So on the one hand, it can it can motivate me to kind of get myself together. But on the other hand, it, it I'll put a lot of pressure on myself sometimes. And I'll be like, oh, I'm not doing well enough or something like that. And then I won't feel like I'm ready for it. And that's I've kind of had a little bit of anxiety towards going to Jakarta Um and I, I do that to myself a, a lot of times. Even like uh, the first time I went to that running group, I was like, oh, I'm going to that running group on Friday. I have to get myself in order. Like if I let, let's say I was not going to the gym and I was feeling depressed, like oh, I got to I got to get up and start doing things. So I don't uh, so I'm not a complete asshole on Friday. Do you, do you have that uh, same thing? Yeah, I think so. And it's it sucks because it takes the excitement out of what you should be looking forward to. Mm, yeah. And just makes it a bigger thing than it is like, oh, even like, oh, going to a wedding, I need to get in better shape, get in that suit and look good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then it makes the event the whole time you're there like, oh, man. My advice to you is don't let that carry over and get in your head like while you're there. Mm. If, for instance, you're like self-conscious about, oh, I didn't lose enough weight. I'm not like in like really good shape right now. Don't let that be something that sticks in your head throughout the whole visit. Well, I've noticed actually that that it, it usually goes away as soon as the thing happens. So it's like, yeah. And I think that's the nature of anxiety too. Your the, the fear of the thing is so much worse than the thing itself, almost no matter what it is. So uh, like with the dentist, for example, I'll get so worried about the dentist, I'll think about the dentist weeks in advance. And then I go, it's like, well, it's not that bad. I'm very stressed out about the dentist. I don't like that you use that example. Well, yeah. And this type of thing too, I'm, I'm sure as soon as I get to Jakarta, I'll see Tika, I'll, I'll be around like uh, whatever and it'll be fine. Um, but, but leading up to it is, is like you said, yeah. And it's such a, it sucks. It's so self-conscious and self-centered and, and it's the whole thing. Like nobody really cares. Nobody really cares what you look like or how you're doing or whatever, as much as you care yourself. And it just, it just sucks and it's like that, but it's hard to get over it. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I think it's impossible to get over fully. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to get over fully, but it's something that you're conscious of and you can work on and have it not affect you as much. I think that's with anything, anxiety, depression, you learn how to cope with these things better. There's no cure for that. There's no way to fix that completely. You just have to, you know, get better at coping with it. Yeah, and maybe that's why I'm mentioning it here. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's been on my mind that I want to say it out loud and maybe that maybe that helps in some way. I don't know. Honestly, man, saying it out loud, as corny as it sounds, it does um, make a difference, especially when you're saying it out loud for a lot of people to hear. Well, maybe somebody's hearing it. I think there will be. 
Um, so have you gone back to therapy since the last time we talked? I actually had to cancel my last appointment, but have you gone back? Yeah, yeah, I talked to my guy last week and I got, uh, I got another one tomorrow night. Okay, cool. Uh, did we touch on your last visit there? Is there anything of note you wanted to talk about? Well, we talked about the same thing, actually. Okay. And yeah, that, that was a, a good portion of it. And then the rest of it, I don't really remember too much. He did start repeating himself quite a bit about kind of the same thing. Like, I'm just putting too much pressure on myself and I need to like lower my expectations of myself, blah, blah, blah. And I got to stop him if he does that again. I, I realize I have this tendency where, and I even wrote about this too when I was writing for that therapy website, but the, 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 the owner of the website, so she would give me this material to write about, I would put it in my own words, but she was saying like, this is your time, you're paying for it. And if you don't like something they're saying, you got to stick up for yourself. And I don't do that. I have this tendency to just kind of be like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And I, I got to do that more because if he's repeating himself, that's no good. But in, in general, I really like him. But but yeah, he did cover some of the same ground. Yeah, and that is very important too for anyone thinking about going to therapy or someone that's currently in therapy. It is your time. You're paying for it. Make sure you speak up if you want to change the subject cover something else what have you that's that's a very important thing to note so i'm glad you said that yeah because yeah, yeah. so, sometimes you feel like oh they're the boss i mean they know more than i do let me just listen to what they say and go from there yep but you can feel if you're getting something out of it or not and during those times when he's kind of repeating himself i'm like yeah this is kind of a waste of these minutes that he's speaking so yeah all right cool so next episode i have my appointment we're going to schedule it right now. How's that? I have my appointment. What day is your appointment? Uh, it's less than 24 hours from now. Less than 24 hours from now. Mine is on Wednesday at 6. Okay. So maybe let's plan to record Wednesday, Wednesday night. Or if you want, we can do the Saturday again, I think. I don't think I have anything going on. Well, that's probably no good for me in Jakarta. Um, so oh, that's Wednesday true. night makes sense. Okay. Let's do Wednesday okay. night. How long are you in Jakarta for? Uh, it'll be at least a few days, but I think I'm going to do a one-way ticket and just see how I feel when I'm there. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So keep me posted on that. Mm -hmm. We will reconvene Wednesday. Not at 6, obviously, but, you know. All right. Just stop. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> this is life being bound to love.